Welcome to Deal Closers with Annette Tali, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here is your host, Annette Tali. Welcome to another episode of Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Tali, and my guest today is Vinny Chopra. Vinny, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Annette. I'm very thrilled to be on your show, and I hope I can add really great value to your fine audiences. Yes. Thank you. And I'm sure you will. So let me tell you guys <laughs> a little bit about Vinny. He is amazing. Uh, we met each other last October at the Jake and Gino event, and you were so grateful to talk to me and uh, give you so much value to, to my life that I did that day. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. No, it's very exciting. I'm trying to position myself <laughs> so that we are on the same height. Let's see here. How about that? That's better. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Excellent. All right. So Vinny is a sought-after multifamily syndication expert that has appeared in numerous podcasts and all social medias to share his experiences and expertise. Over the past 12 years, he has honed his skills and has done 28 successful syndications, 14 of those being in the past three years. He has achieved enormous success controlling 330 million in his niche market. He is his 67 professional full-time team members manage all assets from acquisition until disposal. As the CEO of Monil Investments Group, he oversees his syndications and as the CEO of Monil Management Group that oversees the properties. Vinny uses his proven ideas and techniques for multifamily syndication that has helped him grow his business exponentially over the years. Vinny is an international best-selling author of his book, Apartment Syndication Made Easy, a step-by-step guide, and the host of two podcasts, Syndication Made Easy and Mr. Miles Smiles Motivation Talk Show. Since coming to the U.S. more than 40 years ago, with only $7 in his packets, Vinny has achieved successful in a number of arenas, marketing, motivational speaking, and real estate investment among them. Vinny is an example of what positive thinking can impact your life. Absolutely, Vinny. You, you are so positive. Welcome. Thank you, Annette. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on your show and uh, looking forward to digging into and adding value. Sure. All right. So how did you get involved in real estate? You came from India with only $7 in your pocket. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, essentially, I'm a mechanical engineer from India. I worked there. Then I came to get my MBA degree, Master's in Business Administration in Washington, D.C. at George Washington University. And my uncle paid for my first tuition at this university. And after that, I said, oh, my gosh, I need to work, you know, to earn money. That's when I sold Bible books and encyclopedias on the East Coast in Atlanta and other places and earn money. Then I would also do the graduating assistance for the engineering students, uh, undergraduate, and earn money that way. But after all that, I found out that I was more cut out to be in the outside world rather than inside as an engineer. So I took on the career of sales, 
marketing, motivational speaking for the next 35 years actually, and raised lots and lots of money, not in millions, but in thousands for nonprofit and profit organizations and gave lots of speeches, motivational speeches all over. But then real estate has been a part of us uh, since I got married. I've been married 40 years this year, 40 wow, years. Wow, congratulations. And very excited about the 40th anniversary. We have two children, Neil and Monica. They are grown up now. They went to, Neil went to Berkeley and Monica went to UCLA, uh, very well established. But we started buying uh, single family homes back in when we got married in 1980. We moved to California. We live near San Francisco area in the east side of the bay for 40 years. 40 years we have lived right around here. And then the key thing was our friends. They are the ones who really influenced us when we were young people just got married that real estate is someplace we should invest. And we started talking to our friends who were in rental space. So we started buying single family homes. So that kind of takes me to 2005. That's about 15 years back. I became a broker, a California broker. I had a lot of time in my present job at that time where I could, you know, hone in my skills in real estate. Then my wife said, oh, my gosh, Vinnie, we know, you know, you need to sit for a broker exam. So I got a broker uh, exam, uh, finished certification. I'm still a California broker, but we were thinking, should we start buying and selling of the single family homes like everybody else? Or are there some other avenues in commercial real estate? So that's what I chose. I chose commercial real estate and then funnel it down to multifamily apartments. So I've been doing multifamily apartments for about 14 years. 14 years. I put a lot of money into learning the techniques and coaching and all that. And then maybe now we can go to the first apartment if you would like. The deal. You know? Yes. So I would love for you to share with me your one of your deals and it could be any deal. And I want to go a little bit into that uh, and the numbers so people can learn. And I think you can give us so much insight into what uh, sure. that deal. So tell sure. me what type of deal was it and where was it located? Wonderful. You know, we live near San Francisco and my partner at that time also lived right here in the Bay Area. And we were remotely going to manage and buy properties. It was about the crash of the 2007 and 8 happening. Nobody will believe us. Nobody will give us loan. I mean, it was pretty tough time, tough time for somebody to get started. Some people feel it was very easy. I would tell them, you know, when the market is crashing, people don't want to give you money to invest in syndication world. It was pretty tough. And it took us 11 months, actually, 11 months to really get our first deal of 14 units, one for 14 units of $180,000 only. It was so small amount that we needed. But then we were working on four or five deals for about 11 months. We only closed that one. And then another one was 109 units oh, wow. along with 101 storage units in the same town. They were both the properties were 
almost like, you know, maybe five minutes away, let's say five minutes oh, wow. drive away. Yeah. So you, you, know, were, that you were looking at the market, you were trying to buy and you were looking for 11 months. And then the first one that you were able to get was a 14 unit. But then right away, yes. you were able to get a 191 unit. Actually, yeah, we actually were working on both plus some other ones, but these got closed on in the same week, you know, but it was 109 units Amazing. of the apartments. Mm -hmm. And then in the same lot, there were 101 storage units also right there on the same land. So oh, wow. the sellers sold us together. They sold us together. But the key thing was that in the crash, we wanted to see where should we, we were so naive, we were so new. We said, oh my gosh, where should we buy? We didn't, we knew we couldn't afford in California, even back then, you know, mm -hmm. this is about 2008, seven, eight. But then we found Texas was the market. We found the employment was very high, their employment rate. Mm -hmm. And that's why we uh, Googled it, I think, and looked at some results. And we found Odessa Midland <laughs> out of nowhere. Not Dallas, not San Antonio, not Houston, not Austin, but Odessa and Midland were on the top where there were jobs. Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, let's just go and talk to brokers over there and things like that on the phone. That's how we started. Mm -hmm. so, so the first property, 14 units, we didn't have to syndicate because mm -hmm. it was so small amount. We were able to qualify for the loan Mm -hmm. And we only put food 50,000 down, 50,000. Okay. So one partner put 25, one put it for 25. So that was right there. So that was easy. And we sold it already for 380. We bought for 180 and we sold it for like five years later, let's say, you know, approximately five or six years later, we sold it for 380. But let's talk about 109 units. That's okay. where the big challenges were, huge challenges. Mm -hmm. Because we needed, it was a property for $2.4 million only at that time. Mm -hmm. So if we take $2.4 million divided by 109 units, mm -hmm. right? It will come to pretty small amount per door, you right. know, per unit or per door. But we also had 101 storage units, which they were not rented out that much. The owner had not done that good a job, you know, in fixing them up and things like that and getting more revenue coming, right? right? Okay. So we thought we could do that, you know, when we take over. And it was our very first syndication deal. So we thought we'll give our investors lots of, good cash flow, you okay, know, so for people and that don't know what a syndication is. Can you explain? Yes. I would love to syndication is the world. Like if some of our listeners have a lot of money and if they don't need to ask other family, friends or people, neighbors, acquaintances to pool money together, syndication is a world where we could ask family and friends to also collaborate and become a part equity owner of the apartment complex by investing through a very legal way 
which is called syndication. So syndication is governed by SEC ruling, which is Securities and Exchange Commission, which is a great watchdog. I call it a watchdog for investors so that the investor's money is not invested in a Ponzi scheme or, you know, fly by night, you know, operator, things like that. So it's a very clean field where we are to adhere with the laws of syndication, you know, and it's like fiduciary responsibility is on the person who is organizing the deal. They need to take care of the investor's money better than their own money. So it's a very good field, which I feel very proud to be a part of because that keeps everybody honest, trust everything, and the investors are able to get good above average returns by investing as a limited partner. We call it limited partner. And you and I, like who are the sponsors, they are the general partners. So LP and GP. So syndication is a good world to pool the money together. And when we pool the investments together of many investors, we have more money to put down into buying an apartment. So by putting more money down, we are able to take larger loan and consequently we can buy bigger apartments. So syndication is the world to scale up and get bigger apartments where other people are also owning part of the deal. That's how the syndication is. And that's a good way because if we use all our money, we can only go so far. Of course, unless you're very, very rich and you have lots of money, you know, in your uh, retirement and other things like that. But then you also need to get be active because if you're investing quite a bit of money, more than 20%, you know, share, then you need to be also on the loan. The, otherwise, the bank will not give the loan to the uh, entity, the legal entity, the LLC. Excellent. That was an amazing explanation. So if you didn't know what syndication was, now you know. And so, okay, so let's go over this first uh, this, uh, deal. So it was 109. It was a syndication. Um, and it was 2.4 million. Correct. Correct. Now, wow, the so challenge each unit was, was like less than 20,000. Huh? Pardon? Each, yeah. each unit was like around $20,000. Yeah, very cheap. Ooh. Very cheap. You know, which was, thank God. But, you know, it was a C minus property. I want okay. to say that. It's when it was in a C area also. Okay. C or C plus area, we could say, of Odessa. And you know? how, what were the rents on those apartments, more or less, when you bought it? They were only 300 for one bedroom, 300 a month, I remember. And I think for two bedroom, it was 360 a month, I think, you know. But the exciting part, I would like to tell the audience mm -hmm. that when we took over and we renovated the units and added value and, you know, increased the rental income, that 300 went to almost in a year to 400. Oh, my gosh. Then it went to even 495. And the property appraised, actually, we took out a loan. Let me think here. We sold it for 5 million, 
uh, afterwards, so doubled it, right? So the NOI increased and the cap rate, which is again more technical terms, uh, that reduced a little bit in the next five years, right? So mm -hmm. we kept it for five, five and a half years and gave our investors 43.3% per year returns. This wow. is one of our very big uh, star property, which happened to be my very first uh, asset, uh, big one, you know, syndication, where my investors got the flavor of making good money. And it just kind of got me going in my deals again and again and again. And they told more friends and more friends. I remember it was pretty exciting. You know, we raised only $1 million $150,000. Now you might say, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money mm -hmm. because the property worth was only 2.4. Sales contract was 2.4. The irony of the situation is nobody will give us the loan. No bank wanted to give loan with no uh, you know, knowledge, experience, or any kind of thing. So we were really caught between rock and a hard place. And we didn't really have a sponsor at that time who would believe in us mm -hmm. and write on a note. I, nowadays, there are a lot more people familiar, you know? Yes. I'm kind of going back almost 12 years back, you know, right there. So essentially, we did a seller financing at that oh. time. So that's the so way that you were able to fund it. You, you did a seller financing deal instead of going to the bank. Correct. All right. Correct. Tell us how did you, no you negotiate that? giving us the loan, we approached the broker, our real estate broker, commercial real estate broker, to approach the seller if we could put down, you know, 30% down after 2.4 million. So mm -hmm. like $720,000 down. And then he could carry a note, right? They carry a note, promissory note at certain percent, right? Per year, second year, third year, like that. And nowadays, many times people can, you know, get five to six percent. That's a pretty good money because mm -hmm. you could get money very cheaply also, right? All From right. the bank institutions. At that time, just to give everybody a clear understanding, the seller said, no 30%, you are brand new. I don't know if you know how to operate the apartment. <laughs> I want 40% down. Oh, wow. He wanted 40% down. So we gave him 1 million cash, by the way. Oh, wow. So 1 million down payment out of 2.4. Then he took a promissory note of 1.4 million. And interest rate was 6% the first year, 7% the next year, 8 the next year, and 9 the next year. He oh. said, you should refinance the property as soon as you can and give me my money. <laughs> but he said, if you're keeping it longer, you know, I'm going to charge you more interest. You know, we put it all together in our five-year projection and that and everything things look good you know we said okay we'll do it and that's how we started in this career so let me ask you something i'm assuming that he wasn't able to sell it at that time either because of the economy right 
So that's yes. why he was willing to sell and do seller financing. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, but okay. then he didn't trust you because you didn't have the experience. So he said 40%. Yes, exactly. So true, so true, you know. Okay, so that's and what, like, also, for people that want to start and they don't know how to do it, they can approach people that need to sell and ask them if they would do seller financing. Please, I would always recommend everybody to ask for that. Find out what the motivation is of the seller because many times if the property is like mom and pop operator they might have bought it at a very low price possibly and now they have to pay a lot of capital gain the long-term capital gain so you could actually find out the motivation behind the sale i like to ask my brokers what's the motivation when did the seller purchased it what money they have put into the property so that I can gauge myself how much money I'll have to put in for renovations, for appliances, for boiler, for roof, for parking lot, interiors, right? So once we buy the property, it's our baby. I mean, you know, the keys are handed over to us and every expense is going to be coming out of the cash flow so we need to be totally, totally aware about our exit strategy. Exit strategy, when we're going to sell it, how much we might get it, what will be the cap rate, what will be the NOI, and in the three to four years, how much capital expenditure, that's the word, capex, capital expenditure we will be putting into the property to sustain it or make it better. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yes. So let, let's dissect this a little bit more. So how did it go? Did they list it for 2.4? And Actually, did you pay that much two, or did you negotiate? 2.67, I think, or 2.7, I think it was. Okay. So we negotiated it down, right? Negotiation, big thing. We started with 20% down. So we said, okay, we'll give you, you know, like at, I think we were stuck at 2.5 for mm -hmm. quite a bit of time and negotiations were going on. And, you know, they were also, it was a crashing, you know, time and all. They were not having other buyers pretty much. So I'm sure. So they, we stuck along for almost like five months. I think it took us to have them to come to 2.4 and then to pay, give us the loan also. So that's what took a lot of time, you know? But your initial uh, intent was to get a loan, right? So yes. you, you got the presented the idea the and they were, Absolutely. what happened? <laughs> oh, you know, we talked to local banks. We talked to, uh, I think if I remember correctly, 12, 13 years back now, um, you know, we asked some mortgage brokers, I think, mostly the local bank, and they just did not feel comfortable, I think is the word, because mm -hmm. of our experience being zero. We were out of town. We were here in the Bay Area. Some of the loan requirements called for my partner or I live 15 miles from the property. Oh, my gosh. 15 was miles. Was syndication as big as it is right now? Like, did people know what syndication was? Like, did the bank know? 
or they didn't know. Oh yeah. Okay. See, the thing is, you don't really say too loudly <laughs> to the bank that you are a syndicator. Okay. They understand that you are a manager of an equity group. So okay. we always use the term, you know, we have, I'm the manager of the, or I'm the leader of our group. They understand that. So we have equity partners. They understand that. But somehow syndication word is, it frowns upon the seller as well as the uh, loan giver, right? Okay, so uh, it's an awesome thing. Yeah. You gotta be the, you are buying it with your partners, with your equity partners. Exactly, exactly. And you know, you say we already have the equity raised. That's another line we use, right? Mm -hmm. We already have our group who has equity raised because then it gives them more strength that let's negotiate. Right. Let's make sure that this person is not just saying that, you know, they have the cloud to close it. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Most of the banks want to close the uh, proper, I mean, the uh, property sales on time and the brokers, commercial brokers also, their number one job is to sell it for the seller you know <laughs> so it's a win-win situation so that's why we have to be very careful in putting our story together that's what i talk about so it's good to have a loan broker in the starting actually most of the time it's better to have a loan broker because loan broker might charge 0.5 or one percent but they will get you the best terms they will portray you with the local banks because they meet with the vice presidents all the time, Fannie Mae lenders, Freddie Mac lenders, they built the relationship, right? So I have always had only in my lifetime, three mortgage brokers at this time, you know? And, and the good part is then they carry all the paperwork. They know what to look for. They are always putting deadlines on things getting done. You know, if we don't have a broker in between, then we are at the whim of, you know, us understanding all these reports and paperwork, a lot of things go through. And a real estate attorney, that's the important part. Like in my case, Mr. Milton Colgrove in Dallas, Texas, has overseen my business since I started for 14 years. He's been my attorney, real estate attorney and watching every contract, everything we do, buying, selling, everything. Excellent. And then syndication attorney, like my husband, Gene Trowbridge and Kim Taylor, they were together and Miss Kim Taylor now takes care of mine from St. Augustine, you know, and we have done total 26 syndications package together, you know, and then two of the last ones with Enzo Multifamily, my very good partners, uh, they had syndication attorney. So I've been working with, you know, them there, you know. So it's so important to have a good team that helps you. Yes. Not rely on yourself, but build your, build your team, correct? Totally, totally. You know, it's really big. You're right. Like in my book also, you know, I think um, some of your audience might have seen that book. I know. I highly recommend it. I just read it, Vinny, and it's amazing. I learned so much. 
Oh, thank you. Praise the Lord. You know, and thank you for, I want to take a moment to thank you for converting the whole book into Spanish. And I appreciate that we had gotten some translations done and you really did the finest job. I appreciate that very much. And now your audience will be able to also have it in Spanish version. And we would like to maybe hire somebody to even speak and read the whole book in Spanish. That'll be tremendous. Like I have the audio version in English. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I had such a fun time reading it and translating it into Spanish. And I, I think people are going to take so much value from it. So if you are not, um, you don't know what the syndication is and you want to learn, you got to get uh, Vinny's book. It's amazing. It goes into detail step by step. So absolutely recommend it. All sure right. So let, let's go back to, to the deal uh, that we were talking about, the one one. 109 units so yes. we talked about how you finance it so how did you uh, raise the money good point good point that also started this was our very first syndication raised right so it started with one person at a time it was pretty treacherous and i do want to let your audience know it's not that easy but you, they got to stick with it they got to have the confidence learn the materials learn the lingo you know, language, it's so important. I had five slides I put together on a PowerPoint to talk about why multifamily. That was the whole topic. Why apartment investing compared to single family investing. So that's what it was. I did some research maybe back then, 14 years back, and then put some ideas together. And that's what I was showing to my investors. One of my good friends told me about somebody 45 minutes away, you know, and I went and made an appointment. So you got to be willing to make that call, make an appointment to meet somebody from nobody. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. Right. So he invited me in his living room. We sat down for about half an hour. He kept on asking me, how much experience you have? I said, zero. Would you be moving to Texas? I said, no. He says, do you have the loan in place? We said, no. I mean, everything was no, no, no. But I just kept going back to why multifamily is the best way to mitigate risk with the vacancy. If we have more vacancy, like in single family, if somebody leaves, we are 100% vacant. But in the multifamily, if out of 20 units and this was 109 units, you know, if only five people leave, it's not going to hurt that much because we have 104 still there, right? Depending on the occupancy. So he kind of enjoyed that. He learned all that. He was in single family. But at the end of 30 minutes, he says, okay, I'll write you a check for $50,000. So oh, that was amazing. my start. I but, know. But how did you find how did you find these investors? Like at some point you, you were looking at the 14 unit and then you said, Oh, let's buy a, a you know 100 unit plus. So immediately you realized you had to raise money. Yes, exactly. And how because did you the money, money. how did you find these people? Actually, I was at a party at my friend and I was mentioning to him a little bit about that. I'm, you know, trying to buy apartment. He says, you know, I know so-and-so, uh, if you will make an appointment, he also invests in, you know, 
in uh, in real estate that's how he said so it was a referral <laughs> and that's the best when people refer you to somebody then people take you seriously even if you don't have the experience you don't have the love so you don't have the money so true so true and you know when you're genuine and you're always being and i was enthusiastic of course but then just to make long story short he gave me another 75000 more after the 50000 because i kept in touch with him as we got the whole progress and the uh, seller financing and everything i would call him up and say you know we are doing this and it was very good thing for him and my other investors which i got one by one one by one one by one we raised like 1 million 150000 dollar uh we raised 1 million went into the you know our uh, down payment uh, down payment plus legal fees and other stuff i think we made very little acquisition fee at that time because we just wanted to get the deal you know we wanted to get the first deal going because we knew if we can do that that will give other people also some track record what right, you were do. you needed experience more than that yeah. the commission that you were going to get so <clears throat> the acquisition fee is the, the the commission that the syndicate or the the general partner takes when they put together a deal uh, but at that yes. time you were willing to do it very low so that you could just get the deal done Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, and over the years, I was taught by my mentors and coaches we could take three to five percent of the uh, whole project cost. Like if you're buying five million dollar deal, then three percent of that, maybe hundred fifty thousand, to five percent of that deal is two hundred fifty or whatever it is, five uh, million. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand. So. I've been actually taking three to four percent, most always, you know, because that's a good practice. The big thing is it takes so much effort for you to learn the materials and do everything, and you are guaranteeing the loan. You are putting your name on the dotted line. You are managing the asset for such a long period of time, three to five years. So it's the sweat equity, we I call it. which is the due diligence and the acquisition fee and the loan guaranteeing fee we call it so we take 2% of the loan guaranteeing and 2% for the acquisition due diligence excellent and and you have so, to think about it you, you were negotiating for 5 months you were dealing with attorneys with banks all all of that work it needs exactly. to be paid to somebody they, they, they yeah exactly you know otherwise you can't really run the business see it's a business and that's what we were taught right and that's what i teach in my academy also where i do group coaching on every wednesday for 2 hours and my students all over usa are able to as many can join but then we send the recordings to hundreds of students you know so that they could look at it and watch the show uh, every week and uh, you know learn from it and then they send out questions and things like that yes and i was part of it last week and it was amazing uh, it was uh-huh. such a good call i learned so did you like it did you yes. like it yes it was Thank amazing you. so much experience and people were showing what they were doing you know you were sharing um a lot of information with everybody and not only information but like slide shows and you know all kinds <laughs> of things that you need to know so it was it was pretty good 
Yeah, we really take a lot of pride in it, you know, because see, we have developed everything in PowerPoints, Excels, uh, you know, the different skills we have put together. So my students get all the templates for free, you know, and that's the best thing I like because I want them to get going as fast as possible, building their credibility kit, the PowerPoint to the investors, uh, the educational brochure, getting their website going, getting their whole business kind of plan ready in within a month, actually, you know, and we have virtual assistants also. We recommend our whole network of people. We don't get paid any money, but the good part is that gets people moving faster refine and then they can start doing deals and analyzing rather than spending months and months developing the material so we already have developed it so we provide them with all the language which the attorneys have gone over and everything and then they can just pay 50 60 100 to get them made right away with their logos and all that yeah yeah and it's all legal because the lawyers are doing it right Yes, yes, yes. All right, Vinny, this was an amazing deal. Like, you know, from 2.4 and then you sold it for 5 million. 5 million, that's right, you and know. The, and the return on investment for your investors was 43%. 43.3% per year, per year. So if anybody gave me like 100,000 in this first deal of mine, they made like every year for five years let's say so they made 237,000 if they gave me 100 I returned their money because we refinanced it by the way in the interim and we returned all the money back still we were giving positive cash flows then when we sold the property we gave them the equity gain so the cash flow and the equity gain together was like 200 I think 30 some percent or something, which divided by five came to 43.3%. So wow. every 100,000 somebody gave me in the whole effect was they made 43,000 every year wow. <laughs> for, for five years. You That's know? incredible because at the end of the day, they more than doubled their money. Yeah, right? exactly. More than doubled. Like the one we did in, 2019 I sold another property uh, in January bought for 3.550 million uh, in Texas near Freeport we renovated it sold for 8.5 million so my investors got 29% maybe per year return another one in Midland got 40% return another one got let's say I think 18% per year return Kind of like that, yeah. I mean, and compare that to getting one point two percent in the bank. I mean, it's no, <laughs> no, <in> no. <laughs> you know, so that's what you sell your investors on. And maybe right now in the cycle we are, you know, you cannot get forty three percent, but you may be able to get fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, twenty percent on the deals right now. Surely. So that's Surely. indications are so hot right now. Everybody's trying to do syndications. So true, so true. You know, we have been very cautious. I know we purchased only two last year, the 52 million one and then the 35 million one. We are looking at some off-market deals. Right now, I was there in Florida last week for about a whole week and then in Texas about three, four days. So I just got back. But I think we are already looking at 
some really tremendous opportunities in multifamily, but also I'm very, very excited about, which I've been dreaming for the last year or so, senior living space. Because right now we are in January, I'm in February of 2020, there is a big tsunami coming. We call it silver tsunami. It's a silver tsunami because the baby boomers are turning 65, 10,000 of them every day in America, 10,000. So there will be a lot more need for dwellings, good dwellings for the seniors as they downsize from moving from their home to buying a condo or living in a community of assisted living and memory care kind of is the space we want to yep. be in. So I've started a new division in my company uh, just in the last four or five months where we'll be building now from ground up these luxury communities at a very beautiful price, very good price. I have joined hands 50-50 with the developer, senior, senior living. Oh my gosh, I think it's called develop senior living or something. But, you know, he has done, my partner has done 16 successful start uh, building ground ups and four, four of them we manage at this time. But out of 16, 12 have been sold already. And then my other partner from Orlando is our Shanti Niketan, and they build condos uh, for senior living. So that's a space we are getting in along with multifamily. And that's so important what you're mentioning, partnering with people. You know, you're partnering with somebody that is already doing that. So yes. you, you have that learning curve that it's so much shorter because you are partnering with somebody that is doing it already. That is so true. I would highly recommend everybody listening to us and that that's the real key to success is to not work alone because I always believe one and one is not two, it's 11. It's the power <laughs> five times you synergize, you collaborate by me now partnering 50-50 with somebody who's done such great job it has reduced my skill. I don't know actually how to dwell up, how to get permits, how to get land negotiations going. I know how to raise money and put the systems together. So it's a happy marriage, you know, with the building and the everything know-how from my partners, two of them separate ones in the in the senior living space, you know. Amazing. So I'm very excited about multifamily, of course, conventional multifamily, which I've done 28 of them. But now we'll be doing like four to six projects, possibly every year for the next five years we are projecting, you know, because of the great demand, very, very big demand all across USA. Expert tips. Excellent. All right, Vinny. So now it's a part of the show where <clears throat> I asked you to give me three tips and okay. I would love for you to give me tips on how to build this partnership. How do you okay. find these partners? Three tips to, for people that want to partner up with somebody and, and, you know, participate in a syndication. How do they find these partners? 
Excellent. Very good point. You know, you want to see what you will bring to the partnership. So is it your know-how? Is it that what you are learning quite a bit? Is it your net worth? Is it your experience in whatever field? Then you seek out in the universe. I call it law of attraction, you know. So you start talking about that with your close circle and network of people. And that's what I did. I started talking about senior living with John, my VP of the Academy, John Rusin. And John said, oh my gosh, Winnie, are you talking about senior living? My friend went to school with me in Michigan and I would love to have you Zoom with him, Zoom meeting. And this was five months back or so, I think now, you know, and we started building one after the other, after the other, after the other. I think we did about six, seven Zoom calls and found out what his strengths are, where our strengths are. So it got into a big partnership now as of December. And now we are ready. I have already paid my syndication attorney to do the first development. He just finished the one in Cape Coral. I was just there and we saw, took a lot of pictures. We went on, also got the videographers to take pictures of his existing facilities and we bringing a movie together and everything and the whole PowerPoint presentation. Then Punta Gorda, we already bought the land and the permit processes have almost finished. So we break ground just 20 minutes away from Cape Corral in Punta Gorda for our 92 units, luxury uh, senior living, assisted senior living. And out of 92, about 20 will be memory care division also. And it's beautiful. It's like three courtyards, the swing pool, the water fountains on the first one and very big commercial kitchen and the dining because it's all included, all that. And then it's got the spas and it's got the movie theaters. It's got all these great items, you know. And uh, so we are very, very excited about it. It's got the putting green in the one side, the third corridor on the right. And then in the other compound, we have the waterfalls and all. So yeah, water fountain in the first and then waterfalls and swing pool and all. So very, very high caliber, uh, good quality livings. Excellent. All right. So the second tip on how to find your partner. Oh, partners. Definitely, I would say when you are doing the meetup groups, you know, and the wealth groups, I also find that the wealth groups where you definitely want the partner who is going to give you money or work with you, right? There are two ways only money for investment with your deals, or they might have high net worth and experience that you can combine the two together to get partner. Now, for example, if you're looking for a sponsor for multifamily, seek out and, you know, try to get referrals. I think that's the number one thing. It's very hard to judge somebody unless somebody has dealt with them. Of course, social media is so big now. You know, social media is so big. So you could even say multifamily syndicator or multifamily, uh, uh, yeah, what am I thinking? In Google and your zip code. 
So maybe because you are in that space, you might be able to meet some good syndicators and meetup groups at the, um, you know, conferences where some people come and give free conferences, right? You know, so it's good to go there and try to network because I found my partners, one partner I found through John referral, and now we became friends and very good partners. The other partner actually looked me up in YouTube and he then reached out to me that he wants to invest $2 million with me. He says, I've seen your videos. I've seen what you do and everything. We would love to meet together, see if there is a meeting of mine. And I have a list of so many thousands of multimillionaires, doctors and attorneys who buy uh, the dwellings, right? The condos. Mm -hmm. And let's see if there is a good meeting of mind. So that's what it started with. And it has developed into a great relationship now and partnership. So you never know where and when these things will come. But once we have a very strong signal of investing in multifamily, and you should be able to read up or get educated who to find out what the principles you know what to look for in a syndication group for example right i don't like too many cooks in the kitchen in other words if in one deal there are seven general partners or eight and they all have to decide on different things i don't like that i like the general partnership where there is majority one or two and there are smaller smaller ones others but majority of the decisions are made with two people, two principals, you know, who sign and other stuff. So there are different avenues out there. I know we are also uh, building some really good websites about passive investing. A lot of people have a lot of money, as you all know, almost 10 trillion, 10 trillion with a T in the retirement funds, you know, in USA, 401k and IRA. And then only 3% of that is in syndication in real estate. So there is a big need to teach uh, our f uh, friends and other people in education that they can self-direct their retirement fund and invest that money, not in the Wall Street, like they are getting from the bank or the mutual funds, 1.5% or 2% or 3%, an overall average of maybe seven, eight percent in market, you know, if we stay there, but in real estate, they can double it. Right. You know, in real estate, they can get 14%, 15%, 16% with the cash flow as well as the uh, equity gain. Because in real estate, we have leverage. In stock market, we don't have leverage. So, you know, we have to buy mutual funds for 100,000. We get increase in value on 100. But in real estate, we pay down payment of 30%, but 70% is the loan. So there is a leverage. We just pay the interest mortgage to the, uh, uh, the loan, the bank, but they let us keep all the cash flow. <laughs> so it's a big leverage. And then taxation is a huge part. Also, the cost segregation, all these nice, you know, the, the expenses we take out 
in the LLC that owns the property and we it's a pass through entity. So it's not, we don't pay tax in that LLC, but it's passed through to the investors in K1, in K1. So there are really great ramifications that help out, you know. So that's a great tip. Educate your investors so they know how good this type of investment is or whatever investment you're doing. If they know uh, and they are educated, they are going to be more confident in investing with you. And uh, so that's, that's excellent. So true. So true. You know, transparency, honesty, uh, integrity, uh, teaching them. I think we never go out to say, would you invest with us? Never. You know, we are giving them education when after 20 minutes of going through our brochure on Zoom call or one-on-one or making copies. A lot of my students make, you know, 30, 40 copies. So when they are looking in a meetup group, or presenting to somebody, they pass these colorful brochures out and then they collect them. Mm-hmm. So they've numbered them copies, make sure that all 30 come back. But that way they have this beautiful, colorful, one after the other, after the other. So they learn in a group setting or they can learn over the Zoom or they can learn one-on-one. So we are educating the investor what to look for how the sponsorship works, how they're coming as investors, as limited partners with less risk involved. It's their investment, but we are doing the loan. We are doing all the different things. We are managing the asset. So the more clearer the communication is, the better they feel and they sleep at night, you know, (laughs) because the biggest thing is they want to see they are going to get their money back, first of all, Principle. Secondly, what kind of returns they're going to get? Are they very optimistic returns? Then they cut it down. They have a lot of fear of losing money. Yeah. So we have to really get into the psyche of the investor. And I know in my academy, I recorded 57 lectures on just that theme as to what to really, how to raise money. Other people money, we call it OPM, other people money, syndication model. Excellent. Vini, this has been amazing. So much knowledge. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing all this with my audience. Where can people find you? And come oh, sure, sure. Annette, you know, I come to Florida quite a bit as Mary Webs, my website, Mary, that's my Indian language, Mary. <laughs> no, my website is vinichopra.com, V-I, V as in Victor, I-N-N-E-Y-C-H-O-P-R-A.com. And any audience members can text the word if they want to learn more about the academy. That will be text the word learn. L-E-A-R-N, learn, to 474747. And if they would like to invest passively, we would like to find out about them and everything. And that's like invest 2020 247 But we would like them to come through you, you know, if there is a meeting of mine that way, you know, we want them to invest with you first, you know, that's the number one thing. Or they could email John, J-O-N, John at vinichopra.com. Excellent, Vinny. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Yeah.
Thank you. Bye-bye. This was Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talee Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taleeinvestments.com, where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.